Hi, this is Vanessa Sunshine. Hi, this is Alicia. Hi, I'm Georgia Love. I'm Osher Ginsburg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch your full shows. Wait, you got two on the go. What do you mean? Amy brought me in. No, I talked over the theme song. Now I have to replace the theme song. (laughs) Well, if I leave this in, Amy brought me an iced tea, and it's very yummy. Sweet and refreshing. Oh, hi, Danny. Danny's just walking in. Hey. Hello. (laughs) Welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, the Bachelorette Australia podcast that asks the question, listeners, am I about to read your mind Watch this. This is how good I've gotten over the off-season. We had a one-week break between Bachelor and Bachelorette, and I have used that time to channel my skills of clairvoyance. Ready for this? This is what you're thinking. Mm, brand new season of The Bachelorette. Mm. <sighs> brand new men to take in. Brand new boys to look at, mm-hmm. to observe, to decide who we love, who we don't. Mm, brand New, another dumb jingle from The Bachelor of Hearts. Another dumb jingle by The Bachelor of Hearts. Podcast. There it hey, is! Hey, listeners, you got it spot on. Look, <laughs> I can't, um, I can't credit you enough for what you've done here on the BOH pod. Welcome back to season six of The Bachelorette. My name is Max Quinn, staring contemplatively at 20 boys. On the template website is Xavier Rebetsky, Noonan, Xavier. They gave us the cast two days early. This is unprecedented. <laughs> we might have this podcast out before the time that the first episode airs. Right. We might have what you could constitute as, sco- as a scoop, I guess, if you didn't look at the template website or any of the other places that are uh, talking about it already. But, you know, we're doing our best. That's correct. This is your official cast preview from the Bachelor of Hearts podcast of all of the 20 men coming up that you'll meet this season on The Bachelorette, vying for the hearts of not one, but two women from not two, but one family, Ellie Miles and sister Becky Miles. Looking for love. Just a slight pause as you try to remember Becky Miles' name. (laughs) (laughs) That pause will go away when the season begins, I'm sure, but... um... Yes, we're venturing into some very interesting territory here, aren't we, Maxwell Quinn? Yeah, look, we are um, definitely headed into the Carlton zone. <laughs> In that it's a big ad? Uh, no, not that it's a big ad. It's more that, you know, we're not, um, we're not walking one mile anymore. We've got, we've got at least two miles. Mm. Oh, mm. I understand, yeah. We're kind of, we're almost into the Proclaimers territory, <laughs> where we were talking about 500 miles. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to start with the concept for this season. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a spicy one. Because um, I would say this is more Bachelorettes than we have had on one of these seasons ever in this flatly. Trailer. Yeah, ever six seasons always. You know, we play by the rules. This season we've been like, you know what, baby, let's think about this and let's think about it hard. Mm. Mm. 
We're going to have two bachelorettes and they're going to be from the same fucking family. That's right. It's, uh, it's you know, becoming more and more popular as a search term on on, <laughs> on certain websites. <laughs> and I think they What is with that, by the way? Well, it's a great question, Max. I'm not sure. Uh, I'd ask my yeah, brother. Okay. <laughs> All right, great. Yeah, yeah, cool. We'll get Felix in. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. I just dox Felix? I think you did. It's okay. All right. What's no, up, bud? appreciates it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's a. It's a weird setup. I think. Um. Also weird is the fact that traditionally a problem that we have with the Bachelorette series is that it is shorter and contains less. Sorry, fewer contestants than the Bachelor does. Mm-hmm. And yet what they've decided to do this time is have the same number of men as usual, but divide them amongst two women. And we have to assume, let's not be silly, they're not going to like actually both be dating the same. Like, they will be split up, I think. There will be very uh, little overlap. I imagine that there will be little overlap, but I also don't imagine that there's ten men to one woman you know what i'm saying like yeah, i feel okay. like there'll be a couple that might be in that like um Steeler's wheel stuck in the middle sort of situation mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. um but i'm looking at them and i'm kind of thinking like okay all i've got so far and listeners let's set this up i've not looked at any of these bios nor Zavi has not looked at any of these bios what we're doing at the moment is looking at the 20 headshots on the template website. We're going to click into each and every one of them and give you our first impressions. We'll give you their bio. We'll give you their three questions provided to us by 10 play. And then we're going to give you 60 seconds of unadulterated spiel. Quality content. <laughs> <laughs> Off the cuff. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Oh boy. I'm looking at them and doesn't it just look like a delightful bunch but like we're gonna assume that there are some men here who are gonna stir the pot once you like if you look at this in the context of a traditional batchy season right Mm. there are you know like let's say we have between 20 and 26 people who go into a mansion man woman however you identify sure and you're cast to a certain extent to be or to play an archetype and we listened to our friend glenn a few weeks ago say look you're not too different from your portrayal on the TV Mm. as a character on The Bachelor, yeah? Pretty much. You get the impression that maybe certain characteristics get noticed and they will choose to amplify those things in an Mm -hmm. edit, but you certainly get the impression, and we have over our many thousands of episodes, that you can't create this stuff out of whole cloth. And if you're getting a vibe from someone on this show it's because they give off that vibe. And so what we're expecting here is that there are going to be a couple of fucking drunkuses. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? A couple of big dingoes. And we're not here... It's I, I like to restate this at the start of every season, that it is not our mission to uh, mock these people in a merciless way. Ha. And in fact, it is kind of one of the stated goals of this podcast to look for the humanity and genuine sort of connections and also entertaining characters that live within this universe. But also I'm looking at these 20 men whose existence I learned of this morning, (laughs) whose existence you learned of like 25 minutes ago when I texted you and we're like, are we going to record something? Yes. Yes. Um, And I don't know for sure that I see 20 fully realized actual human being characters 
who will stick around and are contenders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, we're not looking at twenty eligible bachelors mm. in the sense that the TV show wants us to believe that they are eligible bachelors and it's a fantastic point that you make because what we're here to do is look at a tv show and talk about how it's constructed and to talk about the narrative that the show creates based on the characters that they set up to play within the universe you know and like for us that means how is the show telling the story yeah essentially right and then like what are the ethics behind the decision making of the show and what are the ethics behind the decision making of the people on the show Mm. and that's like i mean i feel like that's as good of a reset as we can do about what we do here as well as dumb jingles yeah i was gonna say the other thing we do is jingles Mm. (laughs) uh so if that's what you're looking for you're in the right place why don't we dive right in to these uh men dive let's Mm -hmm. dive into the pool of boys they're just testosterone uh, uh, buffet that we have in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, is a Marie of mm. testo here on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. I know for and... a fact that one of them is named Trent. So <laughs> that's all the information you really need. Look, let's look here. Uh, as we said, the way we're going to do it, first impressions based on the circular image that we are given on the template website. Then we're going to click in. We're going to give you the bio. We're going to give you the three precious questions. And then we're going to give you 60 seconds of hot impressions. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Okay. Who are we looking at first? All right. So up first is a man named Ab. And I believe that is because he is a muscly dude. Hey, okay, all right. I thought his name was AB, so there's um some contention there already. Okay, it's hard to tell because it's just two letters in capital letters, and I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this one. That's okay. Look, uh, Ab is a person of color. I'm here for it. Ab is wearing a pretty flashy suit. He looks fucking I like killer. Ab's I love this cut. bright orange like tux with the like classic black bow tie. Um, yeah, what's up, Jordan 1 reverse shattered backboard? If you were a shoe, that would be what you're here for. <laughs> Ab. I'm laughing because it sounds like a joke. <laughs> it is a shoe. It, he just He's dressed like the shoe, let me tell you. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> Occupation filmmaker. He is from Queensland. He is passionate about the arts. 27-year-old AB has dipped his toes in everything from filmmaking to dancing and sees them as his greatest forms of self-expression. Hang on, did you tell me, are you telling me that AB sees them as his greatest form of what? self-expression? <laughs> <laughs> uh, describing himself as a cruise-minded, extroverted introvert. Not a thing. A listeners. cruise-minded, like the boat? Uh, look, if you are hopping on a cruise in the year 2020, don't want to hear from you. Yeah, now is really not a great time for that. You know, I just think stay at home, super spreader. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, AB lives to live life in the moment. Uh, Rule breaker with a competitive spirit. Interesting. That means he's anti-mask, right? (laughs) (laughs) You won't let anyone stand in the way of his shot at love and hopes to meet a like-minded, creative spirit to learn and grow through life together. And now we turn to the three questions. Xavi, I would like you to play the role of AB. Okay. I'm going to ask you the questions you're going to answer in his character. Are you ready <laughs> no, for this? All what I know are your about turn-ons? Uh, confidence, interesting chats, and smiles. What is the first thing that you notice about a woman? Her energy. And how would you describe your perfect partner? 
There's three things I'm looking for. Intelligent, pretty, and unique. (laughs) (laughs) How will you handle confrontation in the mansion? Deal with it head on, have a chat, and punch someone in the foot. No, that's not true. I don't want (laughs) to allege that. Have a chat and sort it out. Are there any personalities you won't get along with? The selfish type. This is way more than three questions. I've just realized that the formatting on these Channel 10 template yeah, bios, yeah. piss poor. It's three paragraphs, but it's something like six to ten questions here. Well, AB, what is one thing a person can do that really gets under your skin? Any action that shows a general lack of respect. All right, we're putting 60 seconds on the clock. Let's go. What do you think of AB, Xavier Rebetsky, Noonan? Uh, seems fine. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like the 60 seconds is not going to necessarily pan out for a lot of these. Look, I think that the uh, edit on AB will be geared towards the more mischievous sure. side of things. I think that he will be viewed as a um, like a competitor. Some people will see him as a threat, and I think that he will play up to that archetype. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't mind betting that AB is pretty charming. I think you're right. He's got a cheeky little smile that he's doing in his picture, He's doing that little, like, almost like popping the collar, or what would you call that, like? Yeah, look, the um, it's just the lapel. It's it's a very nice uh, suede collar into a uh, tux lapel that is sort of like, as you say, popped out. Mm-hmm. It looks dapper. Yeah. He... And I don't like to say that word very... We've hit our minute. We've got <laughs> well, to go. Okay. AB, all right, see you later. Moving on to AB, a man see named... see you later? What? <laughs> what do you think of a man named Adam? Now... We had an Adam a few seasons ago who was like a diver or like a deep sea. Yeah, last season, Angie's season, he was um, the Aquaman, um, Jason, not Manzukas, the diver. Right. I almost want to say this guy gives me a bit of a similar vibe just from the look and the name. Mm -hmm. I noticed Mm -hmm. just based on the fact that it popped up on my screen, and I'm sorry if I'm reading ahead. I don't know the arbitrary rules of this episode (laughs) very well, but he is a geologist. Oh, wow. Which to me is not far removed from your deep sea like free diving dude right yeah there's rocks a... down there i know mm-hmm. i watched He's my seen... octopus teacher he is uh he, he has been diving he is a uh look i think that he is looking quite nice mm-hmm. in this sort of like um very penguin tuxedo situation with the pinstripes. Mm-hmm. He's 24 years old what do we know about how old ellie and becky are it's a s- fantastic question it's a fantastic Thank question. You. And the amount of knowledge I have on it, I don't even know if we could get through it all. Uh, you know, because people have got stuff they've got to do. They're probably, you know, sitting at work or something and the, the boss is saying, hey, are you paying attention to me or are you still listening to that podcast explaining and talking about how old Ellie and um, Becky are? And, and they're sitting there being like, shut up. I'm going to find out how old Ellie and yeah, Becky are. Yeah, exactly. But the time it would take for me to explain the age of Ellie and Becky, uh, I really just feel like, are they twins is a question I have. They're not twins. Okay, right. Yeah, Becky is older. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. By how much? Oh, yeah. I mean, where would I even start? <laughs> <laughs> With his boyish good looks and love for AFL and surfing, Adam may seem like your typical Aussie bloke, but this down-to-earth geologist is full of quirks. Oh, okay. Living life a little differently to the others. He has brought an abundance of science books to keep him entertained in the mansion. Oh, my God. I know... Everything about this guy just from that one sentence about how he lives okay, life a little different to me. from the others. 
I'm not even going to read the rest of these. I figured okay. out this dude's whole deal. He is okay. a hardcore barefoot is legal uh, campaigner. He is like, oh, interesting. we shouldn't have to wear shoes. I've been He's trapped like the in a barefoot investor. Yeah. I haven't read or even know anything about the barefoot investor, but I imagine the whole point is like, if you don't spend money on shoes, you will become filthy rich, which Max, I honestly <laughs> feel like maybe you could learn a thing or two from. <laughs> yeah, look, there's a lot to uh, a lot to process there. I'm not sure that I'm ready. You're truly Let's... the opposite of the barefoot investor in that what oh, you yeah. invest money in is foot is... coverings. That's correct, yes. Um, <laughs> fuck, man. <sighs> You're going to play the role of this man. Okay. What three words would your ex use to describe you? Truthful, caring, and truthful. Oh, no, sorry, and thoughtful. <laughs> I read that wrong. <laughs> I just... I already, I'm looking at this man and I'm thinking, inflated sense of self. That feels a bit like a red flag to be like, to not even have one of the three words be like, you know, like, I don't know, something self-deprecating, like. Yeah. Yeah. Strong-hearted. Yeah. No, but even just like, if if I was asked what my ex would describe me, even if I didn't really mean it, I would use one of those words to be like, um... Terrible in bed, or I'd be like, you know, gregarious. Well, that's not a joke. I'm very gregarious. I, I was referring to myself, but you can see how gregarious. You, you know, like I've been thinking about um, no nonsense people and mm. my reaction to no nonsense people recently. Mm-hmm. In the sense that and... you are more of a nonsense person. Oh, I'm a huge nonsense person. <laughs> a yes <laughs> nonsense. If you had person. no idea. <laughs> yes, right. But uh, when I encounter a no nonsense person. That's when I dial up the nonsense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you 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 want to increase the nonsenseness of the room. That's exactly right because you're like not only is the room, the feng shui of the room out of balance, mm. but also I want to crack you. Mm. I want to I want to crack you open like an egg and drink the goo inside. Because the thing is, inside every no nonsense person is nonsense. That's correct. And it's nonsense that they think they're no nonsense, and what they really are is a great straight man. Can't spell no nonsense without nonsense. And you can't spell no nonsense without no, no. <laughs> you actually are. Uh, well, not that last bit. But anyway. uh, good. What hobbies and interests do you have, <laughs> Did we Adam? Hit a minute yet, by the way? No, we haven't even started <laughs> oh our minute. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, go on. What, what hobbies and interests do you have? Uh, traveling, exploring, surfing exercises, getting outdoors and learning about the sciences. I Christ. love that the previous one, they were like, you only get three words. And then this time he's like, I'm going to make them up this time. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been in love before? No, I've been close, but never committed to the next step. I think I've been scared to, but I'm ready now. What's the most romantic thing you have done for a crush slash love? I once drove seven hours through the outback in the dark after working 10 hours to be with my girlfriend for the last hour of Valentine's Day. Okay. Start the 60 seconds. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Get to me through this. I drove seven hours through the outback in the dark after, after working, working 10, 10 hours, hours to be with my girlfriend for the last hour of Valentine's Day. Here's a question. Could you have planned mm. this better? <laughs> Maybe take the right. day off work. Maybe get a flight. I mean, there, there's a yep. number of ways you could have managed this situation. There is so much expedience at waste here. Or maybe... And t- honestly, like, this is Wolf Creek. This is the plot of oh, Wolf Creek. Oh, God, you're right. But, like, maybe take a leaf out of The Bachelor's book and just have yes. a nice Zoom date. Like, it's not ideal. But at the end of the day, you're going to prefer having 
eight hours together, then from 11pm till midnight when you're fucking exhausted, almost died on the ride over, for you to just like yes. collapse into a trembling ball at your, in your girlfriend's arms or whatever... It's probably right, not that romantic. From? He's from WA. Okay, cool. He's from WA, which means Everything. that he was dating a girl who lived in Perth or Broome, if you want to go that far up. I was going to say, you... yeah, it is. it could be anywhere in, in WA because it, it, everything's very well spaced out there. Yeah, look, at this point, look, if you're from WA, get in touch. Uh, if you know Adam, if he has driven in the dark 10 hours to see you, wait, in the dark... To spend the last hour, so well, I mean, let's also like get with <laughs> yeah, the semantics here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've passed our minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, so if it's for the last hour drove. of Valentine's Day, then he started driving at one p.m. and it was dark. Yeah, I don't think so, buddy. Unless it was real smoky out. And when has that ever happened in Australia? Oh wait, <laughs> <sighs> that could be it. Oh, next Earlier up this is. Year. <laughs> Adrian. Okay, let's talk about 26-year-old Adrian and what we've got going on in this Oh my photo. God, is it time? Is it time? We've waited how many years for there to be we finally a steampunk so bachelor? Yes. Yeah. Look at this man. He's flown around the world in 80 days and now he wants to spend <laughs> fucking six weeks in the bachelor mansion. Oh my God, is that a feather in his cap? There's a f- literal feather in his oh cap and goodness. a pair of true steampunk goggles uh-huh. sitting abreast his what it's not a fedora it's sort it's a of top like a hat um, almost it's like yeah. okay i watched the movie doctor sleep the other day which i didn't enjoy it's like a sequel yeah. to the shining we've been to the store captain snooze we don't need to go to Doc- <laughs> yeah, and we've seen the fucking derucci ads yeah exactly it was more like the derucci ads in the sense that it was very unsettling <laughs> and largely just a weird presence uh two and a half hour movie but there is a character played by rebecca ferguson whose name is Alice the Hat, who... Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. There's no point explaining whatever's going on in fucking 95-year-old Stephen King's mind at this point. But if anyone's seen that movie, you'll know who I'm talking about. And that's that's Adrian. Okay, before we look, what is Adrian's profession? Before we look, he is... He he has, uh, like, a um, some sort of factory. He definitely, like... Um, doesn't invite anyone in, but it's not like a candy factory in a cool Willy Wonka way. <laughs> it's just like uh, he's like good. doing like glass blowing or something. Right, right, okay, on his um giant elevator or some shit. He literally is hand glass blowing in a huge factory that he bought with his parents' money because he does look wealthy. He's, he does look wealthy. He is himself blowing glass and making like odd antiques and trinkets that he somehow makes a huge profit from selling despite never letting anyone come in and buy them. Hot air balloon instructor. Yeah. Yeah. That's a simple, that's, what I think. that's the shorter version. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do? Let's go. What does he do? Kite surfing instructor. Oh my instructor. God. That's so close. Yeah. That's, you know, we know this show too well. Listeners, I'm going to read your mind here for a second. Mm-hmm. God, they're such good and funny boys. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's that's probably what they're thinking. And if I might, like, take a, a leaf out of your, take a feather out of Please. your cap, I'm reading their minds, and I'm thinking they're prob- they're probably thinking, I should give them five stars on iTunes. Fuck. I should make sure yeah. I'm following them on all their social medias and so on. Make sure I'm in the BOH Osh posting group on Facebook. Not a stranger to love. Twenty six year old Adrian describes it as a beautiful, warm feeling. That he just can't get enough of. Wow. While at times love has led to heartbreak, I would argue maybe every time, Adrian. Mm, otherwise you probably you wouldn't single, be here, yeah. Yep. He chooses to live life with no regrets. So it doesn't lead to heartbreak of anyone else or anything. No, no. no. He's like, yeah, I don't know. 
What we're learning is that he's being the dumper and not the dumpy. Yes, correct. Never satisfied with the mundane, this kite surfing instructor. <laughs> uh, ooh, let's uh, let's talk about oxymorons for a minute. Is a uh, modern day nomad and his solo traveling has seen him live in Egypt and South Africa. Wow. Always looking for his next big adventure, Adrian hopes that his positive energy will attract a natural beauty with amazing eyes and a warm personality. Right. Uh, are you happy to be this man, or would you prefer not to be? Do I want to be this man? Yeah, yeah, and answer his question. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll live. I'll take a walk in his shoes, like that okay. Adam Sandler movie. Um, what's the biggest obstacle you've ever had to overcome in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Quitting the army. That was a very hard decision. They said I had to use modern weaponry instead of, like, the musket that I forged. (laughs) (laughs) What would be... What would we be surprised to know about you? (laughs) I'm actually a really nice, loving person. As a matter of fact, I'm very fun. And I actually have a happy mindset and attitude. Thanks very much. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) Why does he say actually? He's like, you might look at my steampunk goggles and top hat and think this man's a bit left of center. You might look at him and think this Chad never takes a step out of the gym to uh, be nice to anyone. Uh, but actually I'm very nice. Yeah. This alpha um, male has never, uh, you good? Love, you got a visitor? Welcome. Uh, Danny, come in. Hi Danny. Hey guys. Hey guys. Thanks for inviting me. That's okay. Oh, you're welcome. What's going on? Just a bit bored. Just a bit bored. Dan's a bit bored. Danny, what are Hi, your thoughts? Dave, I'm Hello, I miss you too. Come in here. Pop this on. I'm going to get a beer. You can um, take care of the next um, little bit of the show, okay? No, I just missed you. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Your bedroom's very nice. Oh, thank you. I've moved the camera slightly so you can't see any of the mess. Oh, that's (laughs) (laughs) good. What's going on? Nothing really. We're going through the bios of all of the, like, dudes who are going to be on Bachelorette. Oh, yeah. Who does Max say is the winner and will he leave on the first night? Uh, We're only like three in at this point. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I don't know if we've seen a winner just yet. That's right. Did Max leave one of them up on screen and is his name Adrian? Oh, no. (laughs) It's the feather in the hat. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's the feather. What do you think about the little steampunk goggles? As someone who knows a thing or two about style and fashion. They're not good. Like, he's not wearing... I don't like how they're just there, like, as part of the hat. <laughs> like, he's clearly not wearing them. I think it would be difficult to put or them on. Or are they on. his kite surfing goggles? Well, maybe. In fact, is that a that thing? That man Do you know? is younger than me. And <laughs> he's got a feather in his hat. This is silly. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't me too. add up. It's not right. It's not a good look. If you cut the, like, top bit off... If you cover up that yeah. bit, he looks yeah. just as good as anyone else on Bachelorette. Because he's got quite a nice smile and teeth, and then it's just a blazer and a nice going out shirt. Right. But I wonder, anyway. is it like part of a opening like bit that he's going to do? Is he going to be like... Oh, yeah. You know? Maybe he'll kite surf in there with his feather. <laughs> Maybe he uses the feather as the like sail. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'll try not to interrupt again. I'm oh, that's like, okay. You know, it's just, just seeing what Max is doing and that. Happy to have you. It's nice Thanks. to see you. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you too. 
It's a solid no from Danny <laughs> on Adrian. Which we love. It's a nice little bit of feedback. Let's move on to Augustino. Okay. Wow. Love okay. that she gave you our, uh, uh, my full minute, I assume. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that, I don't know how long that went. It breezed by, but yes. <sighs> okay, let's talk There'll about... There'll be August- plenty more to say about Adrian when the episode airs, I'm sure. Let's talk about Augustino. Okay. What uh, are you feeling? Got a touch of the, like, Fabio energy... Yeah. I don't know if it's just like the Vegasiness of that blazer, like those thick pinstripes. Oh, yeah. He does look like he is about to participate in uh, in an animal show with two giant tigers and his friend Siegfried. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe... Ro- I don't actually know which one's which. I'm going to trust you on this, though. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he is good looking, that. though. Like, he, if he chose oh, yeah. to, he could look like a very regular, normal hot guy, but he is leaning into like the... Long hair, European sort of like fully, um, yeah, which is fun and gives him character. It'll, it'll make him stand out. Yeah, he's leaving in like it's the um, Silvio Berlusconi, Berlusconte, forget the Couldn't Italian president. Yeah, look, um, like the very gregarious. Uh, I'm using that word too much. I'm gonna do it again. Hmm. He doesn't yeah, look, look a great deal like Silvio Berlusconi, by the way. Okay, look, what I'm saying is, like, the, um, very, like, I feel like he's a ladies' man. The vibe mm. that I'm getting from his heart is, like, he's a heartthrob and he knows it. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was, like, um, some kind of, like, successful entrepreneur, DJ, crudite kind of real estate <laughs> situation. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I... I wonder, I guess, and it's worth interrogating maybe our bias here, is that would we think that he was this kind of Lothario if we did not know that his name was Agostino? Mm, maybe not. That's true. I feel like if his name was, let's say his name was Gavin. Mm, mm. I I don't know. I might feel a little bit differently about him, but I still think that he would be a bit of an Adonis. You know, yes. like, look at that man. Look at that smile. And if I um, may, he actually does give me a little bit of an Apollo, not necessarily in a physical oh, sense. sure. Although I get, yeah. the, I get the impression he's probably pretty tall, but that's probably about it. Okay. But are we going to call just... him Agostino the whole season, or are we going to call him something different? We're going to call him whatever we like for the next two days until he is <laughs> on the television. For much of his 20s, Aggie... Ooh. Oh, okay, that's a clue. Was a passionate barber, however, the desire to build something of his own led him to finding his niche in skincare, and the business owner is now ready to begin a new chapter. Admitting that he is a frog looking for his princess, interesting, 30-year-old Aggie feels that at times love tends to elude him and is waiting to finally have his happy ending with an ambitious, passionate girl with a huge Hot. Now, that feels like Ellie and or Becky. Yeah, that's true. Knowing I do nothing wanna... of Becky. No, I don't know anything about her, but I, but I, I literally am only given the information that she is the exact same person as Ellie. Yes. Uh, which, yes, I, she seems to be ambitious and passionate and have a huge heart. Here's my question, and yeah. I wonder if it will come up on the show. Agostino is talking a lot about his business. Yeah. 
And if you're a woman who does that on this show, you are public enemy oh, number you are one. Lambasted, yeah. Cass. I mean, for different reasons, she was, but like uh, du- at least during her bachelor season, we were all like Cass, the woman with the business. Yes. if you remember, or like Cat, yeah. who has the jewelry business in Bali or something. Oh yeah, that's right. Remember her? Yeah. There's just like a lot of. She this- was good though. Yeah, I, but she was also a villain in that season. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. She was a lot of fun and we liked her, but I think people had problems with that about her. 100%. The fact that yeah. she mentioned it a couple of times. That they're there to spruik their brand or whatever and that the TV show might be looking to, or an angle that they could look to pursue is like, hey, guess what? This hot guy also runs a business and he's here to be an influencer of business. Yeah, and whether it's yeah. he is promoting his business too much or just... In his personal life, he is somewhat too focused on his, you know, ambition and drive on towards his career. A hundred percent, yeah. And here he is on his like Tony Robbins beat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I will say, look, I think that Agostino, out of all of the men that we've met so far, has the most potential to be out of the four. He has the most potential to go the furthest in this competition. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think we've talked about him for long enough. But I don't think he's the winner. Let's move on. Andrew. Now, why is Andrew's circle? Why is his head cut off? Why oh. are we seeing more of his blazer and his tie situation? What is going on there? This why is... is he not given the same uh, Photoshop treatment as I'm clicking the rest through, of the and literally none of them have had this happen to them. Andrew is an outlier, and I notice he's an outlier in more ways than one. Now, talk to me about that. Well, there is. I mean, there are some issues that we have with this program that we like to talk about quite often. Well, we don't like to talk about it, but we're forced to talk about it very frequently. That's true. The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, this universe of shows, whether mm. it's the Australian one, whether it's the New Zealand one, even the American one, the Canadian yep. one, they all seem to come down to a very similar problem, which is an absence of representation. That's right. And specifically, there is a real lack of representation for redhead. Oh, because of his goddamn hair. Because of his goddamn... Do I play the whole clip? Please. I need to hear <laughs> it right. again. I don't want to go through this experience being different because... Because of the... God, this sounds so stupid, but the colour of my goddamn hair. <laughs> I knew I kept sucks. this on the soundboard oh. for a reason. Thank God. It's the colour of my complexion. The colour of his complexion. <laughs> what about his bone structure? Can we just not look? The one time that I can walk in something, I'm like, no one has my hair, no one has my bone structure, no one has my body, and they don't. The single, but like, this is a Logie winning. It is still different. Editing episode. This is a masterclass in like sound design. They should the teach this in school. This is like this. No like, matter what, oh, it's fine. She's different. It's like after this, if you're listening, pay yeah, attention. Brunette girl? No. So, did someone say something to you about it? Or did you hear <laughs> <say> <laughs> <something>? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's truly my favorite. You know what? I'm proud of being a ranger. I will be a ranger until the day I die. We are more striking I love the than any other this. human this world that yeah. walks there. Don't have our blue eyes or bra- or our green eyes. That literally can stop traffic. Why you sure like shit. Green eyes? Don't have our hair. I'm not going to bite my tongue anymore. The way people treat girls 
and men with red hair needs to end right now. All right, so let's pretend Andrew's a blonde man. Okay, hit me. How are we feeling about him? Hot. Le- yeah, okay. Now, let's look at Andrew based on the lens that he is a man that might have a different color of hair. And let's lean into the uh, the ginger profile that he might adopt. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do you think? I love it. Yeah, I think he's I like pretty you. good looking. Yeah. He's like, um, if you dialed the, um, like, 20% more hot Tim Minchin. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? I like think... a bit more, or even not more, not more hot, but more conventional. Yeah, I feel a little it's bit the bad. Bone structure. <laughs> Yikes! Um, I feel a little bit bad that we are doing uh, Andrew a disservice, and in fact, almost the 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 core message of that speech is kind of being lost on us by the fact that we're applying it to the only other ginger person <laughs> approached with. It's Zoe Claire's fault. We are. It, it is Zoe Claire's fault. No, yeah, of course not. It's the bachelor's but fault. I think I want to judge Andrew on his own, uh, on his own morals here, and, and yeah. what he has to say for himself, as well as him just being a ginger. Yeah, I want it said on the record that he's pretty cute. I think his snow leopard tie is maybe a bit too much, but mm-hmm. um, but he talks about in his like Q and A session. Um, are there any personalities that you don't get along with? And he says, guys who are too masculine, I've never really been one of the lads, and I feel like some men struggle to talk about their feelings. Uh huh. And I'm like, hell yeah. Hook this fucking like vibe to my IV on night one of the Bachelorette. Okay, well, you're holding your hand up like you've got some. You're a bit cautious about this. Counterpoint. Okay, hit me. Is there anything that you're packing that will help with downtime in the mansion? My ukulele. Oh no! <laughs> How did I always back this horse? Oh, and I'm also packing some Shakespeare. Wow. Zave. Are you packing some Shakespeare? Or are you just happy to see me? Ah. <laughs> Is that? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> just the one word. And no uh-huh. shade to anyone who listens to our podcast who plays ukulele. I play the ukulele a little me bit. Me too. Well. Yeah. Uh, but but this just is like, it's not a it's thing just that you so, want to uh, amplify. It's the red character. flag of a type. You know yeah, what I mean? Fully. Yes. It's like, I don't know. The ukulele is one of those instruments that can so easily become a personality. Yes. You know, it's like yes. how wearing fun socks isn't a personality trait or a fun tie, as it may be. Oh, yeah. I wonder, is he going to bring the ukulele on night one and play a song for... Oh, is he somehow going to play two ukuleles? <laughs> two ukuleles. I love <laughs> it. It's like the um, it's the Jimmy Page, Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven shit. And he's Hell like, yeah. if there's Hell a yeah. bushel in your Heathrow, Heathrow. <laughs> or it's the Tenacious D, one guitar on either side, and they're like legs. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, that's all we need to do with Andrew. Listeners, we've abandoned <laughs> Sorry, the 60 Seconds con- concept yeah, altogether. Let's talk about Damien. I don't think Andrew's ah! going to be the winner. Uh, Damien, very hot. Ooh, I, I literally screamed when I saw Damien. He is terrifying <laughs> well, that's not a smile i'll no, say that I, i'm gonna say he's not i'm uh, i want to <laughs> i want to tread that back a little bit yep he may not be terrifying okay he is in a particularly bad photograph here. the press photos have done damien so dirty real bad worse than just being cut off than his like than his picture yeah 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 i mean he could end up winning just based on the face, but also based on the facial expression. Oh my god! Like he, 
won't just spend life with Ellie or Becky. He will spend eternity torturing them. <laughs> he is he like the picture with of them screaming in their internally. Yeah. He is. Uh, he looks like, you know, in Toy Story 4. Did you see Toy Story 4? Yes. There's a great cologne based up, on it. Did, that yeah, I, yep. Do you remember the little dummies? Like the oh, like spooky, yes. like, uh, I don't know what to call them other than dummies. Yes. The little boy. Yes. Truly, he looks so much like that. He looks like a store mannequin mm. or a like Kmart t-shirt catalog model. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, there's something about you that's very conventionally attractive, but also, what's wrong with your face? Yeah, yeah. He's, like, I stand by the fact that he is hot, and I think that this this press tour has done him dirty. All we know about They've him, fucked with him so far is that he's 31 years old. And mm. uh, look, I will say, I am also here for the, like, ornate stitching, the patterning mm. on his suit. I love the white on white with the black bow tie and the black buttons. I think that's cool. Nice little Oxford shirt situation happening. As long I'm as I'm doing some experimenting. Sorry to interrupt you, but I'm I'm just doing some experimenting with like holding my finger up to the screen and blocking out certain elements of the face. Okay, just to see if I can make it work. And if I block just the mouth, he's got a really good upper head area. This is a Sam Wood situation with the forehead. Like that's good head. Yeah, he's he gives good head. He sure does. But I think I found what the problem is, okay. which is that. You know how he's got very luscious, lovely, bright white teeth? Yes. Those are very new. Oh. Those are some veneers that he got put in, like, yesterday. I see. And he has not figured out, like, his mouth isn't creating enough moisture to, like, keep his smile in place or whatever. Honestly, he's just not smiling high or wide enough. You know what I mean? Like, he's smiling like, I've committed a murder. You know what I mean? Like, there's something... Imagine this as you're smiling. Like, imagine trying to talk through that. It's like ch- <laughs> it's a Chucky doll complexion to him. What's the go here? Yeah. It, it is also that vibe of like, I have been asked to smile for a photo and they are still not telling me to stop. Yep. And they've and caught I, me on the know, way normally, up or the way down. Normally a photo lasts for, you know, that long. Fully. But this time they, they are still standing there with a camera going... Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Keep going, Damien. Very good, Damien. We love it. Oh, okay. All right. Um Well, I just scrolled down and it says like born with the gift of gab. Oh, and I'm Christ. like, well it's <laughs> not exactly the area I would focus on. He also mentions that um you know, it says, How will you handle confrontation in the mansion? He says, Depends what it is. I generally don't hesitate to have my opinion heard though. Oh Christ. So it's like, oh, I will be handling the confrontation by initiating it. Yep. Okay, fair enough. He doesn't get along with dishonest and disrespectful people. I'm sure that that is not something that, um, you know, look, we might see both sides of the argument here. I am the perfect arbiter of who is being dishonest and disrespectful. And as the perfect judge of that, I will litigate every case. And as the litigant whose ex describes him as honest, fun, and loving. Oh! Christ. You guys should get back together. Right? Right? <laughs> Legit. <laughs> Seems like it was going well. Okay, all right. Well, look, I regret all of the redeeming things that I said about Damien based on this bio. I don't like this man very much at all. No. Let's wait and see, but come on. Let's move off. on to Fraser, who... Look, looking at his head. Ooh. Uh, okay, I'm going to let you... I'm going to let your noise 
let's talk about your noise. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to say, not in Incredibles one, but in Incredibles <laughs> two, Mister Incredibles' face looks identical to Fraser. Like, I wonder if they modeled it on. He him. is so square headed. He's such yeah. a like pronounced jaw. He's got like Lee Sullivan jaw. Deep cut reference for the podcast. <laughs> I don't think anyone will get that. It's a personal friend of ours. <laughs> um, this man Fraser is a concreter from Queensland. Um, beneath of course, Fraser's... he's a concreter. He's got a solid concrete jaw. Oh my god! He... Absolutely, he got a. Uh... I want to watch him eat a steak. Okay. I want to watch him just like chew something. Yeah, like mung down Fraser. Yeah. Mung bub. <laughs> sure. Fraser's rugged good looks. Yeah, but beneath them, he's a sensitive lad who is always willing to go the extra mile for the one that he loves. Let's talk about how Fraser, based on that one sentence, will be in the final three. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Who is that rock man from that movie who eats rocks? Uh, oh, Rockman? Is it Rockman? They named the women's store after him? Max, I need to draw your attention to something. <laughs> I need to draw your attention to something. I typed That's in rock okay. man who eats rocks into Google, and there is a man, and Google brings it to you from the India Times. It says, this 30-year-old man from Karnataka only eats mud, rocks, and bricks instead of food. It may sound quite bizarre and uncanny, but this Indian is addicted to eating bricks, stones, and mud. <laughs> That's not what I was looking for. I was looking for a man who is made of rocks. Uh, he's a never-ending story. <laughs> from the Fantastic Four? Yeah, Are you thinking there of we the go. Rock Lobster? <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking of the uh, Pure and Crackzark from the Neverending oh, Story. Pure and Crackzark. <laughs> Why do I Google anything? The answers are worse than anything I could have come up with. <laughs> Fraser's vibe is he loves unexpected surprises, romantic weekends away, just wants to put a smile on their face. Well, lucky for you, Fraser, you've got two of them. Two faces? Two women. Oh, I see. That makes more the sense. The 28-year-old hopes to meet an easygoing girl with a stunning smile who he can call his best friend. I don't know if you can shout out a winner's edit from a participant bio. Oh, this but is glowing, this dude, You're totally right. Christ. What will be your approach to your time in the mansion? Any strategies going in? Just be, my insel- just be myself and enjoy it. No phones in sight, just vibing. Oh my god, what's the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome in your life? Investing so much into a relationship that then ended and feeling like I've had to start again. This man has so many narratives. He's the winner. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I like him. Me too. I wouldn't have thought necessarily that he would give me winner vibes because he he could be... One of those, like, so handsome they didn't learn how to be good to people type the of vibes. The John Hamm 30 Rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's got it. I think this man's got it too. Okay, next we're talking to Harry. Ooh, Harry. 35-year-old right. builder from South Australia. How do you feel? Strong Jules Byrne vibe from Harry. Oh, wow, yes. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Like, Maybe it's just the hair? eight years, but yeah, it's the hair, it's the jaw, it's the ears, it's the whole thing. It's also the like uh, polka dot suit. Yeah, it's the sort of fun formal. Yes. Maybe it's just because I'm most used to Jules being a paradise person. Okay. Where the vibe is a bit more fun yes. than Bachelor, which is more formal. But um, 
you know, Harry seems like he's normally like a like a tropical shirt type of dude, even fully. Not like a fat guy tropical shirt type of thing that I live in, but <laughs> like, but like he is like, I don't know, even like a bowling shirt type of guy or something. Yeah, totally. We're not fat guy in a little coat. We're more like Gap girls. <laughs> what was that? I, I, I'm putting two SNLs together. Spontaneous, oh, okay. mischievous, and confidence. This 35 year old knows that he can stand out from a crowd by just being himself. Holy shit, you were spot on. Okay. Becoming a father to a wonderful five-year-old has made him conscious not to let life slip by. Wait, did he become a father to the five-year-old at five years old, or do we think that he's fa- the? How does how did the child come into the life? Yeah, did he uh, like have a, a child five years ago? Did he get together with somebody who already had a child, and now he is like partially responsible for that child? Or did he get together with someone who got pregnant and then gave birth to a five-year-old? <laughs> I want to assume that it's the latter. His ideal date consists of a trip to the zoo before watching the sunset over the ocean, glass of wine in hand, and he can't wait to share these little moments with someone special. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, what do we think? What a... So, this man says his biggest turn-ons are swagger, class... A cheeky smile and a kind heart. And his biggest turn-offs are bad teeth and selfishness. Do Ellie and Becky have swagger? Now, I don't know about And this is not to minimize any of their uh, positive qualities or accomplishments or anything like that. Yes. I don't know if I see swagger at the top of the list there. Right. I'm, like, I think what Australia fell in love with was, like, good-hearted, down-home... I guess, like, if you were looking at it in that context, you might consider that swagger. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, country I... swagger is its own thing. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. I guess I just feel like, to me, swagger implies, like, um, posturing in a way. And, like, you know, mm. she was in an interesting position as uh, as compared with the other people on that show, on that season, I think. Sure. But I don't know if she necessarily put herself there. Yeah. I, but here's, mm. before we even get into that, I want to point this out, which I've just seen on the list, which is what is the biggest over- obstacle you've had to overcome in your life? He says, not seeing my son every day. Woof. You should go home now, Harry. Yeah. There's ways to date where you don't have to spend weeks in quarantine not yeah. speaking to any of your loved ones. Yeah, particularly if, you know, like, there are, um, I mean, if there are legal reasons why you can't see your son every day, even more so you should go home, Harry. Oh. You know I didn't I mean? even think of that. Like, I, I, I don't thought it was just like, oh, when like... I have to travel for my work as a builder? Oh, yeah, it could, that could happen. Maybe. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, uh, this will come out on the show. I bet, I bet, I bet, I bet. I wonder at what point he lifts the veil and says... I have a son. I'm going to say over, under. The over, under is um, halfway through the second episode. What do you think? Before or after? Um, I reckon it'll be around then. That, yeah. that you know, I, I don't think it'll be on the red carpet, but you're right. Like, the fact that he's willing to say it in his interview means that he's not being cagey this about gonna it. This is going to be part of his character type. You know, it's not yeah. like a situation where, you know, uh, someone has a secret son on Bachelor in Paradise or whatever. Right. Let's now talk about Jake. Oh. There's something oh. about Jake. Isn't there? Jake? 
Jake is Jake is Jake Jake's got oh I just scrolled a little too far and Jake is giving me even more than I thought. Okay. So first of all, we've got a little circle and Jake is like a smiley lad with a slightly bad fringe um, swept to one side. And then you notice behind him, I don't know if he's brought a couple of birds or... (laughs) But then I look down at his picture and he is wearing wings. Yeah, release the doves, bub. He's got a little sash with love hearts on it. Yep. Uh, And I also notice very prominent nipple. Oh, you're seeing that big nip. Yeah, that was the thing that I scrolled down a little bit and I saw, oh, sort of took me by surprise. Okay. Because that's more nipple than you generally would see from somebody entering the mansion on night one. Jake's got plenty to show, but I'm kind of into the fact that Jake's showing it off. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, there's a little bit of a, hmm. There's a little bit of a progressive energy that I get from Jake, maybe. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, unless he's some dolt who's like, what? Look, I've I've been to the toga party and now I'm fucking... uh." Like, there's something about Jake that says to me... I've seen a thousand dudes wearing this exact outfit at Mardi Gras. Yes. And I wonder, with absolutely no reason to speculate on this, is Jake by? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the impression that I get from the picture as well. And I have no doubt that that's what the show wants us to think, and we will have our questions answered soon. With that can said, can I? I have another question here. Yeah, he um in the like top part of his chest, sort of yep. whatever that is. Yep, it sure seems like glitter. Yeah, I was wondering, is it sweat? Is it glitter? Or is it oil? Some combination of all three, probably. I think glitter would probably show up like that on a photo. Definitely, I'm kind of so, like, you know, if if you want to be the archangel Gabriel, Jake. This is kind of sick. Here for it. Do we have a new Jake? Jake is <laughs> an new... explosives handler. This is... Wow! Wow! Oh, my God. How does that... That can't be real, right? That can't be real. I mean... Look, explosives handler? That is... What does that, that mean? That is a peculiar... I mean, it's more you're not... abstract even than rope technician. Right. Because you are not, like, an explosives expert, or you're not, like, an explosives... You're not a pyrotechnic assistant or whatever. You're an explosives handler, which to me could mean you drive a truck or something. You know what I mean? Or maybe you illegally smuggle fireworks from Canberra. Fuck, I think Jake might rule. Oh, I love Jake. A character and a half. Jake is eccentric in the best way possible. Note, listeners, that if Jake was not eccentric in, quote, the best way possible, they would describe him like so. Jake is... An eccentric who's not afraid of showing his flair. Yeah. Do you know totally. what I mean? Like the the way that this is written is like is they might even put scare quotes like around eccentric. Yeah. Um, not one to shy away from animal prints and clashing patterns. Same. This mm-hmm. expressive twenty six year old's creativity shines through in his upcycled clothes. A far cry from his day job as an explosives handler in the mines. Wow. Growing up in a household of strong women, he has been taught from a young age that love is a powerful thing that should be treated with respect. Whoa. Now, as he finds himself single and ready to mingle, Jake hopes to add some spice to our bachelorette's lives, using his cheeky humor to keep them laughing till the very end. So I really hope Jake is bi. Yep. Because I love Jake and I want <laughs> to get together with Jake, please. <laughs> 
I look honestly. I think that Jake is. I mean, even if he is not, I'm so here for this portrayal of like a. Um, if he's not, if he's not by a straight dude mm. who wants to wear this and is like, cool. You know what? I understand how important it is to embrace the other sides of my personality. That like he's been raised in a household of strong women. He's. Was well, it a household or was it the island from Wonder Woman? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, heading into this, big Jake fan. Let's mm-hmm. see where it goes. There's something like the jawline, the um, three day growth. The whole thing is like, it's good energy from Jake. He's very attractive. There's, there's only one slight red flag to me, which is. I feel like someone talking about their cheeky sense of humor can really go either way. Well, he's dressed... I mean, this is the the Shakespeare, if we're to talk about... What was that man from before? Fleming or fucking redhead Andrew? Flem. Yep. Yeah. Yep. If we're talking about Flem said from from before, old Flembo. You know, if if you're packing your Shakespeare, this is the the Midsummer Night Dream Puck character. Yeah, I can see it. We I can talk see about it. it on the pod before, but uh, look, the cheeky sense of humor, dressed like an angel, prominent nipple. We know about Puck's prominent nipple. Mm. And we sure know about Puck's situation on Glee. So let's move forward with uh, James. Okay, James. Uh, looks a little, looks a little, I think I'd be friends with James. Yeah, his body language is interesting. Yeah. Do you agree? Like, because you can see he's got like a pierced nose, pierced yep. ears... Um, and sort of like undercut hair, yeah. Which to me kind of feels like that's kind of an outgoing personality. Sure, that, that would indicate like that you know maybe he listens to a particular style of music yep. or like you know he loves he's scar. Just in... Well, <laughs> I've I've yeah. I've picked James as a scar boy. I think James loves scar, or at the very least he's listened to Lagwagon. And you I'm know what? Actually, scar makes it easier for me to reconcile because I was thinking like. Maybe, like, he's, like, a happy hardcore type dude or whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. But then I would think that he is a bit too reserved in the body language. Yeah. But thinking about how maybe he plays trombone in a ska band. You know what I mean? Like, he reminds me of, like... I get why he's a bit shy, because he's going to have to say, Hi, lovely to meet both of you. My name's James. (laughs) I play trombone in a ska band. Right, yeah. I'm in in Chris Duke and the Royals. (laughs) Like I, our podcast has a really long history of referencing that band. Do, I mean, oh, we're Chris Duke in the Royals is what they were called. You, you know how the band sounds. It's uh-huh. like uh, if, if they did the whole Lion King soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this last night. <laughs> the um, Chris Duke and the Royals opened up for Real Big Fish at the end of last year. Yeah, before okay, the world yeah. turned on its ear. Sure, it was the best show that I've ever seen them play. Yeah, and it felt like full circle for that band. And if they mm. never played another show, fine. Because it was a packed house, they were supporting Real Big Fish, arguably the biggest and most important third wave ska band. Um, I don't know what else they could be hoping for, really. 100%. that project. Right? Uh, at this point, they're all in their early 30s to mid-30s. Mm. Go off, kings and queen. Homo, homophonic. Oh my god. You remember that one? Yes, I do remember. <laughs> this is deep shit. <laughs> Listeners, we're going to move on. I was going to say, James reminds me of my friend Willie Riggs. You remember Will? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, there's something there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so James is a pro wakeboarder from Queensland. Throw out everything that I said. What? Record scratch. What? 
You might be wondering how we got here. <laughs> Pro wakeboarder James is known to be a daredevil at his sport, but can't wow. say the same when it comes to matters of the heart. Covered oh. in tattoos, this 28-year-old's caring nature may come as a surprise to some, but James is deeply passionate about always uplifting those around him. Having taken some time to bounce back from a previous heartbreak, he is now ready to give it his all to find his forever girl. What three words would your ex use to describe you? Let's talk about this. Driven, Mm. confident, and stubborn. James gets it. James is the only one who has been honest about this at all. Fuck yeah. Those are three words. This is an opportunity for you to either be self-deprecating or to be honest. Yes. And he's sitting here saying... We broke up because I was too committed to my professional wakeboarding career. Right, exactly. Do you believe in love at first sight? I do believe in attraction, but love comes with time. This man seems genuine. The interviewer asks, do you consider yourself a competitive person? And James says, yes, love competition. Oh, James, you have entered into one. Yeah, does he mean he loves competition? Or does he mean... He loves a love competition. Or is he just responding to the producers of The Bachelor being like, yes, love competition. Or is he saying, yes, love competition. (laughs) (laughs) Big fan. Think James uh, might go far, to be honest with you. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Flano Joe, who definitely is a brickie laborer. Yeehaw. Look at him. Look, he is attractive. If we're talking about the square joy... Wait, let's talk... Okay, so look. He definitely, I think, is attractive. Uh, If we're talking about the square jaw fraternity, mm-hmm. uh, Joe belongs. What do you yeah, think true. of the um, Parramatta Eels, Golden State Warriors, blue and st- gold check flannel situation? Uh, no comment. Okay. <laughs> I think it's fine. It suits oh, him. Yeah. He's oh, definitely look. a laborer. And I scroll down, he's actually a laborer. Like, oh. he's he's Picked not it. trying to hide anything here. Yeah. Pegging himself as a lover, not a fighter, 25-year-old Joe loses all sensibility when he falls in love. Not good. Not a good quality, James. Yeah, that's a, Joe? That's a bad sign. Ooh, a hopeless romantic, he knows how to spoil his girl, whether it's surprising her with a hot air balloon ride or watching the sunset on the beach. He strives to make his partner feel appreciated. Cool. Coming from okay. an extremely tight-knit family, Joe would be willing to move cities for love as long as he can bring his dog along. Dog oh, along. I like that. Dog, dog along. along. Entering Great band. this experience as an open book, he's excited by the possibility of meeting a stripped-back girl who holds similar values to himself. Look at James as a hot contender as this series goes forward. What if the girl is wearing Joe. clothes on her back? Stripped back. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah. James talks about the importance of being genuine. He says that laziness is a big turnoff for him. Um, He's extremely competitive and he hates being lied to. James, wait, his name's still Joe. It's always been Joe. This could be a bad sign, actually. I don't even think the, the text of this is as important as the fact that we can't remember his name. Right, you are. I think, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes there's a red flag. I have strong feelings that Joe will do well, but mm. I don't think that he will be the winner based on the sheer fact that I can't remember what he's called. Is it a problem that he's 25 years old, whereas, as I mentioned before, Ellie and Becky, uh, their age, <laughs> you know, is that going to be a problem? Yes. Mm. Moving on, let's talk about Nick. Nick is also 25. Do we need to talk about it? 
I vote yes because his occupation is support worker and Sick. he is oh hold on described as a straight talker who walks the confident slash cocky line. Oh man. And his quick That's an interesting dynamic for a support lands worker. Him in hot water. Look, you know what? There is the opportunity to be the champion of this kind of person if they're not an asshole. Yeah. I think based on what I've read the two sentences Nick has the opportunity to be more of an Iodanza than a Kyrios. I'm sitting here with you and I'm processing the words that I've just heard you mm. say. And I'm thinking through my reams of knowledge <laughs> on so many topics. Okay. Nick, and I think... Okay, let's go. Okay. Nick Iodanza. Tony Danza. Nick I- Okay. All right. Tony Danza, the famed... Imaginary character created by Phoebe Buffay. Phoebe Buffay wants to hold. And him I'm closer. searching through my reams of knowledge. You know that one. I think we are not connecting on this. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Tony Danza is a real guy. Tony Danza, of course, Tony Danza is a real guy. He might have been the boss. Phoebe from Friends. Oh. And this whole thing about how but she I have only watched the... like three episodes of Friends in my life. Okay. Understood. We're gonna I just like the theme from, song, yeah. and then I turn it off. Look, I I will agree with you. I'll go because the when they get to the clapping, think I think that's the applause at the end of the show. Hundred percent. Yep. I'm always like friends. That really short show that's just like thirty seconds of power pop music, you and then it's over. Life was gonna, gonna be, be this way. Show over. Friends was taped in front of and it's wild because they were all making a million dollars an episode by the end of it. And it was just like, I don't know, all we saw was fucking Rachel dancing underneath the waterfall. Well, they had to jump into that waterfall every single week. Yeah, it's true. And like some parts of the year it was very cold and they were Yeah, you know, that's masochism. And... That's real fear factor shit. Yeah. Well, you know. Maybe that's how Joe was Rogan that era. got famous. Look, Joe Rogan got real famo from news radio. Let's be real. Is this the real. first utterance of Joe Rogan's name on this podcast? He's good in news radio. I haven't watched it. It's really good. It's great. Look, uh, of all of the people who were to get famous from news radio, he is the person that you would least suspect. Phil Hartman is the person who you would most suspect and who was tragically murdered. Yeah. And then Andy Dick is also on that show. Oh, okay. Stephen Root is incredible. Is Andy Dick's full name Andrew Richard? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, good. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I'm in on Nick as a smart mouth who can't stop himself. Here's where I stand on Nick. Okay. I don't know if I'm in a position to adjudicate whether or not he is a good or bad person at this point. Yeah. Who is? What I can tell you is that he will be called Nick the Prick. <laughs> Really? Or maybe even Nick the Dick by someone else on the show, one of the other men, and it will lead to an altercation so serious that he goes home. This is I'm putting my money on the table. Nick gets called Nick the Dick or Nick the Prick or something along those lines. Someone says Nick's a dick. Nick's a dick. Something like that. And I that's what that. sends him home. That's my, I'm betting it. Okay. I'm opening sports bet right now to check if that's a thing. <laughs> um, what's one thing a person can do that really gets under your skin? And he says, target someone's insecurities. Look, 
This is good. Nick says, oh, no. how do you, you think he's insecure about the fact that his name rhymes with dick? Maybe he is. Uh, I won't shy away from competition. I don't mind a good debate. This is like, okay. I will defend both Iodanza and Kyrios in this sentence. Oh, okay? yeah. I'm glad we finally figured out who those people are. Let's loop back. Nick Iodanza, the uh, two-time Australian survivor player, fabulous strategist, canny oh, yeah. villain, yeah, clever yeah, yeah. dude. Really like Nick Iadanza. And the other guy's a tennis player? Is the tennis player. That's right. And so his thing is that he's like... (laughs) I thought I was kidding. No, you're right. Nick Kyrgios is the Australian tennis player. And the thing is, like, he's like the bad boy of Australian tennis, but not the actual bad boy who's Bernard Tomic, who sucks. Right? Kyrgios is just a dude with an opinion. And he's like, do you know what? He is some shit. And I'm going to try and call you on it, even though I work within a system that doesn't allow for that, and also he's a sour loser. He's a bad loser. No one's going to argue that, Nick Kyrgios. Let's be real. If you listen to this, Nick Kyrgios, what up? Get at me. I think you're good. You're a good tennis player, and I applaud you for reacting the way you're acting. You know, keep going, because it's nice to see people who have a temperament that you have, which isn't like, I'm going to punch you out, but is like, I'm very competitive. Nick Curios, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry that I don't know you. I'm sorry I'm not aware of all your tennis stuff. But I reckon I could <laughs> smash you, and um, we should play tennis sometime, and I'll fucking whoop your ass. Mario Tennis? Is that... Dude, I don't want him to know until it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to this square-jawed man named Pascal. All right. Hello. Let's look at Pascal's occupation. Pascal's occupation is CEO. <laughs> <laughs> no further questions, Your Honor. I like the Nothing look of Pascal. Needs to be asked. Pascal could be the CEO of like, I like for to be real. Like, are you the CEO of Bachelor of Hearts? Is that how that happens? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think we may have a joint ownership. Okay, so we're we're partners at the very least. Yes. Cool. Hey, that sounds Partner good. At a prominent firm, or maybe if you want to be CFO and I could be CEO or something. Sounds great. Love that. Maybe the other way around? I don't know. Who's better with oh money? God, Let's not talk about I've that. just realized that I hate Pascal. Now, he's definitely a private school dude to the extent that he is wearing a private school blazer and tie for some <laughs> fucking reason. Uh, Why is that? What's going on here? He is 33 well, years of age. Let me explain it to you. A fun-loving like Bondi like a... boy. <sighs> okay, I understand. But is he Say like no doing more. like a sexy schoolboy cosplay or something? No. Is this the he equivalent? He just thinks that this is how he dresses every day because that's how society has raised him to dress. He is He's like, a straw I've got to put a suit on. Short. Yeah, fuck yeah. He's a straw hat short of going out into town and pissing on a homeless person or whatever that fucking terrible shit was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the kind of man who thinks that women aren't funny. Um, what's one thing about you that people often misjudge? Who I am as a person and think I'm superficial. I look and sometimes act like a party boy, I but deep him. down, there's him. so much more to me and my purpose. Oh, I hate him. Oh, he's represented Australia in various dodgeball tournaments. What? But yes, was he in that movie? Uh, I mean, he really seems like he was one of the, you know, the snakes, <laughs> the yeah. snake characters. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, this driven bloke ensures to kick goals during the week before turning into the life of the party on the weekends. Let's talk about how dodgeball works. You don't kick goals. If you're kicking goals, (laughs) you're playing soccer. (laughs) You are playing the wrong sport, bro. 
Christ. Uh, he does say that he represented Australia in dodgeball tournaments. He doesn't say that he did well or knew how to play. Oh, my God. He might have even just gone to them wearing a hat that says Australia. Okay, what's your worst or most embarrassing habit? I snooze my alarm up to 15 times before getting up. Are you a CEO? person like this. Are you a sociopath? That's my question. Look. So, okay. How, <laughs> how do you feel about snoozing your alarms, Abe? Let's start there. I mean, I'll do it once or twice. Me too, maybe. As a as a bad habit, and I feel bad about it. But also, I have a job that requires yeah. me to work. I think, yes. I think a lot has been said about CEOs in recent years. And how okay. the amount of work that is done by your average CEO is absolutely minuscule in comparison yes. to even the lowest paid employee under their watch. The people who are paid to do the job. Okay. Right, exactly, no. because the CEO doesn't do anything. It is the CEO's job to, to collect the money and to exploit the work of the laborers. Okay, so now as the CEO of the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, Savy, uh huh, how are you feeling about what you've just said? Well, I always make sure that you are adequately... Uh, you get half of all the money that we make for the podcast. That's true. You're right. We are equally compensated. Correct. And, uh, you know, you're gunning for a promotion and I am hearing that and I am considering it and I'm weighing up the applicants from other people and I will get back to you, uh, as soon as all of that has been, um, fully, uh, looked over. I do appreciate you taking on a review. I think Pascal is, uh, we call him privileged Pascal. Yeah. Going forward here on the BOH pod, I am not here for it. Let's continue. I thought that he would be really good, but it turns out that I just don't vibe with any part of his personality. 15 times. On okay, an iPhone, the default the snooze is like 10 minutes, right? It's something around there? Seven, I think. Something like that. Okay, what? And I'm not going to ask you. I'm just going to Google it. <laughs> that means he is snoozing for nearly two hours. Set your alarm for two hours later, bro, and just enjoy the sleep. Because otherwise, what you're doing is just disrupting yourself every every seven minutes. Well, how about this? A better idea, Pascal. Simply don't wake up. Hey. <laughs> All right. We're an hour and a half into a podcast here on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Podcast is what we do here on the <laughs> Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Let's Pete talk next. about low-res Pete. Pete doesn't have a picture... Pete's been given a very low-res zoom-in. The thing with Pete is that it's entirely low-res, and that when you zoom to a certain point, all you're getting is from the nose up. Right. And uh, I think the Bachelor the Bachelor franchise has done him pretty dirty here. His occupation is cafe owner. He's 34 years old. He comes from South Australia. He's a country boy. He's living out his dream job. This is fantastic for him. Uh, Pete would be willing to travel anywhere in the world for love as he thinks a woman is the most beautiful when she is genuinely enjoying herself. Okay, Pete. All right. What's your vibe here? Uh, Pete wins, I reckon. Oh, sorry. Pete Pete. wins. Ah, sorry. 
Sorry, you're right. Absolutely. Pete does wince. I feel like they um, fucked up really badly by having such a bad photo of Pete because he's clearly going to stick around for a long time. And everyone who goes on that template website is going to be looking at that picture for weeks and weeks going, what's the deal with Pete? How far away is Pete? Why can't Pete can be trust captured him? on film? Is Pete 100%. a vampire? Yes. It's like the um, listeners. One time I went to a major music festival and Elon Musk was there. And uh, allegedly people tried to take photos of him. And there were people nearby who had kind of like a neuralizer device, as you might see on Men in Black, Holy that shit. wiped the contents of your camera if you ever tried to take a picture of Elon Musk. It was during the Amber Heard era, and oh. uh, that's all I have to say about that. Interesting. Are we going to get our podcast wiped? Look, if we say Elon Musk three more times... <laughs> he will appear. Oh my god, look at Rudy. Okay, we're moving on to Rudy. Let's talk about Rudy. And not Rudy from oh Bachelor Presents god. Listen to Your Heart. Whoa! That Rudy was great. Look at Rudy! <laughs> okay. Alright. All right. Something okay. to dig into okay. here. This man has been called Mr. Italy 2019. Now, Xavier, uh, what else do you know about Italy and the suffix 19? Uh, they, yeah, they had a big, a big chunk of it, didn't they? They had a really big chunk of it. There's a lot going on here. His occupation is personal trainer. He's from New South Wales. Quick calendar check. What year would you say it is now? I don't think it's 19. No. Has he been wearing the sash for a year? <laughs> oh, boy. There's, I mean, there's, I just don't know what to do about this man. There's so much complication. What does it mean to be Mr. Italy? If you live in New South Wales and have a job as a personal trainer, you are not... In Italy. True. You may have an Italian background. You may have you been may born own in an Italy. Italian restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bottle Mr. of red, Italy bottle of white. A, a 100% a pizza delivery service. Yeah. Uh, he became an Australian <laughs> citizen in... Uh, we came to Australia in 2012, and then he became an Australian citizen. And uh, he describes himself as romantic, caring, and tidy. Interesting. Interesting. First thing he notices about a woman is her eyes. His biggest turnoffs are when a girl is negative and looking for drama. Bro, go on the I think you skipped over a bit of this where it says, the first thing he notices about a woman is when the moon hits her eyes like a big pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, good, good. Yep. Um, I mean, after this podcast, I'm going to need a big hit of Richie Valium. <laughs> <laughs> It's not there. It was close. Uh, he, the, are there personalities you want to get along with? He says, the ones that need to try too hard to get noticed by talking loudly or putting people against each other, that's not amore. Mm. Um, who were the enemies of the Roman Empire? <laughs> what's the, the, what's the big horse? That the big wooden, the wooden horse boy? That was not them. That was a different nope. guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, it's time for Saj. Archimedes? Archimedes? King, King Pyrrhus? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Spartacus. I think you're talking Attila about the our... Hun? Okay, I think you're talking about our podcast. <laughs> and I think you're talking about the audience response, particularly to our podcast, listening to us describe Rudy. Rudy do, you, do you recognize this at all? I don't know what you're talking about, sorry. Ah, comedies. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're truly in touch with the listeners this episode. It's fantastic. I try to put myself in the shoes of people who aren't me. Yeah, interesting. You know, and here I am putting myself in the shoes of Sag, another personal trainer. Okay. Does that make six for this season? Oh, it's a lot. It is a lot. Ready? He strongly believes that there is more to a person than their beauty. Strongly. And he wouldn't if he wasn't a personal trainer. True, yeah. But he has to say that because obviously his job revolves around making people fit more standard, you know, personal <laughs> goals beauty and beauty schemes. And, yes. Yeah. Um, the first thing that he notices about a woman is her protein shake order. Really? Really? Does he work in a protein shaking? I guess he's a personal trainer, but it's like he's not making the shakes. Nah, I've I've, I've stirred you up the creek here, haven't I? You've done a fib! Ah, I fibbed you. Her energy and vibe is the first thing that he notices. I was like, that's simply preposterous. Only a a veritable nonsense man would say something along those lines. (laughs) What hobbies and interests does he have? Working out, hiking adventures, and ready for this one? Helping others in need. Okay, look, if you are a personal trainer, your hobby is not working out. That is what your job is. That is your job is. Your hobby is like going home and playing PlayStation 4, like the rest of us. Fuck yes. A hundred percent, right? And helping others in need, are you applying to be school captain or are you (laughs) trying to be on The Bachelor? I think by helping others in need, he also means being a personal trainer and helping people to be less fat and disgusting. That'll do it for Sag. That's, yeah, we're enough for Sag. Um, Sagittarius? Mm, What's I'd his like to sign? find out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Sam, who... Sam's definitely been on the show before. ...is the exact double of the Aussie dog guy, Ryan. Fuck. He literally looks identical to that man. Look, I caught him in a promo, and it was pretty blurry. I think it was in standard def. And I thought, oh, he looks a bit familiar. And then I realized that he looked a bit like the Aussie dog guy. And for weeks, I've been waiting for the moment that I could confirm or deny it when they would release these good quality, you know, photo shoot pics. And he literally is indistinguishable. This is the Aussie dog guy. Like, you don't I'm get to just so come back on. There's a whole Aussie show dog for Ryan. that. Yes, he's changed his name in the last 12 months and he's worn the same suit. And it's like dead giveaway, bro. Yeah. You need to try a bit harder than that. Where's the false moustache? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of there. What's his uh, What's his occupation? He is a law, yeah. Law, yeah. Law, yeah. He is warm, friendly, and he has a fire in his belly. But I tell you what, it'll take more than a fire in the belly to make Sam a competitive dancer on this season of the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Sam is uh, wasting no time to find the one. Xavier, I can't help but notice that you are shaking your head. Don't get it. That's, you know what? Look, here's the uh, here's the thing with that. There's uh, an episode of Simpsons called Bart the Dancer. And the Russian woman who's the dancing teacher says it will take more than a fire in the belly uh, to blow. Very good. Look. And by good, I mean you had to explain it, so I don't know. Sure Sam's instilled it. with a strong Italian value. His family is everything. And having achieved great strides in his career as a lawyer, Sam is now ready to open his fart... What? (laughs) Go on. ...to find his perfect partner. Now, let's talk about this. Sam, strong Italian values, yet not Mr. Italy. Yeah, exactly. It can't be that strong. Also, I like this, like, um, the narrative that a lot of people set themselves up with when they're going to go on one of these shows, which is, 
I have done career things for a while, and now I am ready to do, what like love things. As in, like they, they for some reason, a human person's life cannot contain both of those at the same time. Which is fascinating because you sit there and you're like, how? First you get the job, then you get the power, then you get the women, <laughs> then you get the sugar. <laughs> Precisely. Mm. There is no more accurate way than that to describe this man, Sam, the Aussie dog guy. With one Sam out of the way, all that really needs to be said about him is that he looks like the Aussie dog guy. Let's move on to another Sam, whose name is Sam Ewell. Samuel. Samuel. Okay, so this guy is a therapist of some kind. Can you pronounce that word? Musculoskeletal. Skeletal, maybe? So I think what he does is he helps skeletons get jacked. Which is cool because we've got a Halloween episode coming up. Oh boy! I'm excited about that. Describing himself as a musculoskeletal therapist with an old soul and slight psychic abilities. What the fuck? Holy shit. (laughs) The show just says you're in for a wild ride with Samuel. They literally just say, like, describing himself this way, you know that you're in for a wild ride with Samuel. My God. Really? As genuine as they come. They've next... Uh, this is... So they're saying that is he is... He's extreme. genuine. Because here's the thing. Okay, semantically, when they use the phrase describing himself as a, that seems to imply that they're like, we don't actually think he is. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's like, yes. we don't think he actually has psychic abilities. But then in the next sentence, they're saying, as genuine as they come... This 27-year-old can really read your thoughts right now. Yes, you, the one who's listening to the podcast. And stop judging him because he is clearly demonstrating quite an aptitude for this. Samuel revels in simple joys and wants nothing more than a partner to shower with affection and smother (laughs) with kisses. I want nothing more than for my partner to shower every so often. (laughs) (laughs) Do you believe in love at first sight? He says no, but intuition can lead you to falling in love. Mm. Fascinating. How would you describe your perfect partner? Smiley, smart, open-minded, loyal, sporty, and with a wild side. Sam, that's too many adjectives, my (laughs) friend. Uh, What would we be surprised? What would we be surprised to know about you? He says, I have a massive heart. Is that a sign? Is that a symptom of something? Is that a sign yeah. of some kind of... Unless this is a medical condition, I'm not surprised. Oh, but here's the thing. If he works with whatever musculoskeletal means, isn't the heart... <laughs> I learned somewhere that the heart is a muscle. That's right. Yep. The so... heart. The heart. That's correct. But do you know what? Uh, let's talk about, just for a second, the Clem Snide Opus exercise. What about it? Find a way to brace yourself. The heart's a muscle, and that's all. Ah. It's like how uh, John Mayer said uh, love is a verb after Incubus said that love is a verb. Interesting. Let's talk about this. How many men do you think are described as smiley? Oh, that's true. That feels pretty gendered. It feels really gendered to me. I don't know. I mean, I would like to be described as smiley. 
Totally, me too. But it's also the kind of thing where, like, if what I'm looking for, particularly in this context, like, how would you describe your perfect partner? She's got to be smiley. What does that imply? Yeah, I guess it does seem to imply, like, being kind of placid or just kind of, like, you know... Go with the flow, deal with whatever shit that I brought up. And it seems very, like, smiley as opposed to other women who are always frowning all the time or whatever. Right. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something there. Let's move on to Shannon. Um, or, as I would like to describe him, Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Yeah, Shannon is still doing, like, inappropriate racist humor that (laughs) people were really laughing at, like, 10 to 15 years ago, but now it's getting really old. Yeah, people are like, okay, cool, we can see where you've come from, and now we need you to grow a bit, and he's like, nah, dog. What if I didn't, though? This is it, and what if also I wore an opal necklace? Yeah, now, is he wearing an opal opal necklace? Yeah, look at it. Oh my god! Max, I haven't yeah. scrolled down enough. I was looking for it up and around his neckline, but it's like nope. dangling. It's like a lanyard. God, that's crazy. Yeah, it's That like, looks like he like... would use that to unlock like some kind of mystic door. Sure. Or like he's like um got a backstage pass to the psychic expo. It looks like he is hoping Him and Samuel get along. Maybe. It looks like he is hoping that either Ellie or Becky will already just coincidentally be wearing a necklace that has the other half of that sacred rune on it, and they will connect them together, and it will glow very brightly, and they will both be sucked into the kingdom of heaven or something like that. Yes, 100%. There's some sort of sacred temple. Both of them will be able to increase both their energy and heart's meters. Right. From Maybe connecting those necklaces. Right. That'll, that'll be how they unlock their true forms, like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or something. Um, Shannon never takes himself too seriously and is armed with a great sense of humor. And guess what? He's former Mr. Polynesia Australia. Okay. So we've got Mr. Polynesia, Mr. Italy, and Mr. Steampunk. Yes. (laughs) Uh, This man was raised in a Christian household where family comes first. And he was taught that a meaningful relationship requires patience, compromise, and selflessness. Okay. Shannon knows that the best dates are those with an instant connection. And ever the romantic, his dream date consists of a spontaneous trip away, followed by a candlelit dinner and massage. So, spontaneous trip away. Sorry, mate. COVID not happening. COVID. Uh, Let's talk about the order of the other two. Yeah, candlelit dinner and then massage? Not for me. Well, on, on a full stomach, some of that's going to get mas- massaged out or something? Is that what you Yeah. Are you thinking about the same thing here? Yeah. 100%. You're going to massage all the farts out? Yeah, you're going to squeeze that stuff. <laughs> it's got to go somewhere. What's happening here? What? Like, you're going you're gonna to massage me and then I'm going to burpee <laughs> all the way home? I don't like, want that. It doesn't sound terrible, but it's not necessarily what I want for a date. Oh my god, what would we be surprised to know about you? I started a Hawaiian shirt company. Wow. I'm... I love Shannon. Yeah, I am a little bit surprised. Although, actually, now that I think about it, and I scroll back up and look at Shannon, the print of his suit, it's like, it's like, I don't know how to describe it, except that it looks like the suit that they put on Aquaman in the movie Aquaman. Sure. Yes. Okay. There's a Momoa situation here. Yeah. It's like it's a little... It's like Momoa Mimosa. 
Right. He's like it's like a little fish like fishnet almost print yes. on top of a sturdy, you know, suit fabric. I'm here for it, and I think the Shannon could be someone who goes pretty far in this season. Sure. I also want to call out uh what is your worst or most embarrassing habit? And he says unhealthy obsession with singing shows. Do you reckon yeah. Shannon will be the one, like, you know how I've noticed recently that almost every season seems to have one particularly big fan of Osha. Oh, there seems to be someone is who man. is just like, Osha's here, party. That person doesn't win, by the way. Everyone, like, Osha's time. here, let's go. Yeah, this is your man. Okay, now let's move on to Tenet. Wait. I have a lot of complicated thoughts about Tenet in cinemas now. Hard to follow. Very badly mixed audio. The dialogue is just difficult to make out. Yep. A lot of sequences where it feels like they should be explaining the basics of the plot to you, where they literally just say, it would take too long for us to explain this to you. Yep. And they're simply behaving neglectfully. Right. Good, good effects. Okay. Someone I was with recently pointed out that when everyone's walking backwards and doing a little backwards walking motion, it looks very funny. So I can't wait to watch the movie again just to see them all go boop, 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 like little reverse penguins. Yes, exactly. Love that. And speaking of penguins, Trent is Trent wearing black and white. I don't know, whatever. Sequins on that, I reckon. Yeah, true. That's kind of a Trent, big statement for this show. Oh my show. god, is described as a leader of the pack. That's gonna play well in the mansion. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Oh boy, what is one thing about you that people often misjudge? Girls will say that I'm a player, which I'm not. Hey girls, why don't you shove it up your ass? (laughs) (laughs) Trent is a finance broker, which Uh probably needs needs a finance fixer. He describes himself as ladsy. He's ladsy? I'm ladsy, but I'm also spiritual and in touch with my emotions and feelings. I've just cracked it. I've okay. just cracked it. Okay, crack it. Trans-British. He is... Trans-British. His biggest turn on is a strong flirting, long legs, huge smiles, and a big laugh. Oi, I'm fucking... I like... Uh, I'm fucking uh, ladsy, but I'm also spiritual in touch with my emotions and feelings. Right. I learned from boys like Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is he... Okay, um... What if he's Irish? Oh, okay. You know what? Like, he's, he's like, he's like, oi. Oi, my Pythagoras. Oi, my, I'm Trunt. Oi, you know it's on my Pythagoras. Oi, what is it's the, the Pythagoras? It's Hagrid. It's oi, you, oi. Wait, is Hagrid Irish? Noi, Pythagoras. <laughs> oi, boy, Poivin. Hi, Groid. Christ would the oi would the oi. He could be Irish. Why you can do the oi? <laughs> we need to move on. Hobbit. Hobbit. Hobbit? Hobbit. Harvard? Hobbit? Hagrid? Listeners, that will bring us to the end of another episode of the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. We sure have completed our batchy recap. Xavi, uh, let's give it to the listeners. Who do you think's the winner? Oh, I closed the window. <laughs> it's hot, listeners. It's like fucking 32 degrees today. I'm going crazy. Xavi, you're speaking truth to power here. Look, I uh, I agree with you. No one's going to win. Yeah. None reckon? of us are the winner from this season. And uh, 
you can look forward to so much more where that came from from the bachelor of hearts podcast yeah absolutely i mean you can find us on instagram you can find us on twitter at boh pod and actually we did come here to make friends if you would like to join our little community on Facebook called Bachelor of Hearts Osh Posting, I warmly encourage you to do so. And by warmly, I mean it's fucking 32 degrees. It's nearly 6 p.m. and there's no cool change in sight. Please let me die. This is, uh, and by warmly, I mean compulsory. Absolutely. Yeah, you have no choice. If you made it this far, come on. This is it. We're an hour and a half into a podcast. I would also like to say... Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at XavierRN. I have also, in the last week, started streaming on... Oh, oh my God, I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> For that and more, uh, tune into my Twitch streams. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at XavierRN, twitch.com slash XavierRN. Mostly, I have been playing a game called Clone Hero, uh, which is... It is Guitar Hero, basically, except it allows for custom songs. Um, so there are tens of thousands of songs that people have made for this service. Uh, it's not something I talk about a lot on here, but I'm fairly good at it. Uh, the Guitar Hero plastic guitar sort of rock band sort of thing. Listeners, um, if you've never seen Xavier perform a Guitar Hero, <laughs> get amongst It's that. weirdly, it's one of those things where like when that was a thing and it was a popular like party game, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, mm -hmm. it would be uncomfortable for me to play because I was very good. And I'm not, this is not a brag because there are many, <laughs> many, many much better people at it than me. But also it was to a level where it would be not fun for someone else to play it with me because they would just be like, oh, well, I'm fucking dog shit. Then, <laughs> I guess. So what I've been doing on Twitch is just like finding packs of songs that I like or even songs that I haven't heard, going through setting up a mic, singing along, having a chat. And if you want to um, come swing by, you can follow me there and, uh, and and catch a stream sometime. It'll be fun. Hey, guys. Um, Xavier here from the future. Um, just want to address uh, something about this episode, um, which I have sort of a couple of days on have kind of come to regret about it. Um, I think, you know, we did some really great stuff in this episode, but I do have some... Uh, I don't know, just negative feelings about the experience, really. Um, especially when it comes to, like, one moment in particular. Um, which is when I said twitch.com slash XavierRN. It's actually twitch. Oh, I got an email. That's, that's, that's another disappointing moment. It's actually twitch.tv slash XavierRN. And I just want the listener to know that you know, I am taking this seriously and this is like a professional, I mean, you know, it's a casual sort of hangout style thing, but by the same token, like, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to mess you around. I'm here to provide the kind of entertainment that people will really get something from. And so... You know, I just don't want to create the impression that I don't care about the finished product um, or that, you know, I am just doing this arbitrarily to fill time because that's really not something that I'm about. 
anyway i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and i'm just gonna throw it back to the recording now um i want to say my apologies for the quality of this audio um the fact that i didn't plug in the microphones that we use to record the podcast normally for this thing i wouldn't use that as an indication of my seriousness about what I'm doing as a performer and as an entertainer uh, on Twitch or on this podcast or otherwise. Um, It is really just a convenience thing and I am trying to get this episode out nice and quickly. Um, As I'm speaking to you now, it's 1pm on the day that the first episode of Bachelorette will air and there really is very limited amount of time for anyone to listen to this episode before that is. Alright, bye! listeners we sure would love it you can find him everywhere at xavier rn you can find me at gom tleason <laughs> exactly. why exactly i don't remember him coming remember. up you we talking about him? gingers uh no he's not wait who's the guy who hosts are you paying attention don't know tom gleisner uh, uh you can find max uh somewhere maybe face down in a ditch uh but uh yeah as always please come on back very soon for another episode of Bachelor of Hearts podcast. We've got a big one coming up. I don't know when, but just we'll eventually do a big one. We'll hit a big one, listeners. We love you. We and, love you. Uh, we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Let's just minimal edit and we can bang it out in, say, you know, if we can look at it and go, all right, 60 seconds from now is this time. We spend 30 seconds on the bio. If you want to do the 30 seconds on the bio and then we each get a minute or something like that on the person. And that covers us off for 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 2 minutes by 20 is 40 minutes, plus 30 seconds by 10 is 50 minutes, plus 2, either a little bit either side, gives us close to an hour.